Broadcasting from another dimension, deep within the Ghost Shrimp National Forest, sending you secrets from the future directly into your motherfucking mind. That's right, everybody. We're back. Boop. It's the Ghost Shrimp and Friends podcast, episode 16. And let me tell you, it is sweet because we have a very special guest today. I know I always say that, you know what I'm saying? But let me tell you something. Every guest is very special because these guests are my friends. You know what I'm saying? These are people that I hang out with in the world. We interact. We are part of each other's lives. You know what I'm saying? You need to have a, if you don't have your own secret society, you're going to need to go out and really make an effort to create a creative community around you. You know what I'm saying? To build up a community of creative people that are going to help motivate you. You know what I'm saying? You're going to help motivate them. Um, you guys are going to kick ideas around and, and build uh, build a shared reality together. You know what I'm saying? Because that is what human interaction is all about collaboration it's a little something called the cycle of inspiration okay so today's guest is none other than ghost scout mama get in you know what i'm saying one of the og ghost scouts from all the way back in year too. You know what I'm saying? Been a big part of the development of the Ghost Scouts. And uh, we just, we got on here and we just, we had a great old time conversing with one another. You know what I'm saying? Building that friendship. Sailing away in that friendship. So without further ado, let's dive right in. Splash. All right, and here we are once again with a a very special guest, Ghost Scout Mamageddon. What's up, dude? What's up, what's up, what's up? Um, so, let's see, right off the bat, one of my favorite things about you, we are friends, one of my favorite things about you is your email. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's... dude, people fucking love that thing. <laughs> And that's, is that your business email? Can you give it out to people? Yeah. Or maybe just not say the Dude. end of it, but share what it is with people because it makes me happy every time I see it. Yeah, no, it's fine. You can have my email. I don't care. It's a uh, smokeweeddrawsatan at gmail. Boom. And, Best uh, email of I, all time. Yeah, I, I totally just like fucking – it started as like a hashtag. I would use that with my art, <laughs> and then I was like, fuck it. Like that's a cool email. And so I got it. I'm sorry. I'm already swearing like crazy. No, I'm no. I stop. swear. You know, I swear all the time. Yeah. Um, this is but, raw. Uh, this is raw and uncensored. We talk about buttholes. We talk about foreskins. Yeah. We talk about talk juicy dicks and titties. It's all out there. <laughs> Sick. All right. Um, but yeah, I I just 
you know, said fuck it and had like a different email for professional stuff. And then I just stopped caring and more people like just got a laugh out of it. So, uh, it got to the point where I was like, well, you know, if you don't, if you're, if this email like turns you away, we probably shouldn't be working together anyway. Yeah, no, it's pretty much, that is pretty much what you literally do as well. You pretty much are always just smoking weed and drawing Satan. So if they're not into (laughs) drawings of Satan, then, you know, I mean, if the weed is what bothers them, then they're really backwards. Maybe there's some straight edge devil worshipers that get like super mad about that. Like not everybody that's into the devil smokes weed, man. It helps. It definitely, definitely helps. It's the devil's yeah, sure. lettuce. They call it the yeah, devil's the lettuce. Devil's you got to have, when I say I'm having salads every day, I'm talking about the devil's <laughs> lettuce. Mm-hmm. Just, just a whole bowl of it. Mm, yeah. Processed. You, you and me are both major weed enthusiasts. Agreed. Yes, absolutely. Um, I've always, yeah, I, I used to not smoke because I, I thought that, you know, when you're in high school and people are teaching how to smoke, you fucking take eight bong rips to your face and pass out in the corner. <laughs> totally. So, <laughs> once I uh, went back to college and stuff, like, so I lived with a fucking house full of hippies and got back into weed. And ever since, it's just completely reshaped uh, how I work. I'm way, way more clear in the head. And yeah. uh, my drawings and images have been clearer ever since. Yeah, it's true. Party party use of weed is much different than like your everyday habitual, you know, routine use of weed for sure. Yeah. The bong hits, not so much, you know, if you're getting up and you're just ripping multiple bong hits in the beginning of the day, you're you're setting yourself on a certain path. You just you just have six bongs in a row when you pick <laughs> up. Just... I mean I mean, you know, different people have different tolerances, so shout out to anybody out there. Who's yeah, just dude. you know tearing up bong hits for breakfast and then ripping, <laughs> and then ripping through their day and getting tons of shit done? Because you know, I mean, a lot of people are always asking me how I you know am so energetic and so productive and smoking weed all the time. But for me, it's just it is an energizer. It's like that is part yeah. of my. Sometimes, sometimes like. M- it, it it also just like calms my mind down sometimes like my yeah. mind is so active and i'm such like a like a high motor person that like the weed is what brings me to the focus you know what i'm saying like yeah. without it sometimes i'm going in so many directions that i'm actually less productive absolutely and like you like your your tagline is a uh, adhd since 1980 right yep, yep. And, like, I know that like, weed can totally just help you pick one thing to zone in on and, yeah. like, kill it, like, crush it instead totally. of jumping from thing to thing to thing to thing. Yeah, it brings me into the focus and makes me want to not do anything that doesn't, like, directly make me happy and, you know, like, is part of my mission. You know, not even yeah. so much the happiness. Like, everything's geared towards my overall happiness, but, you know, some things are challenging or whatever. But if I'm doing something and I'm like, wait a minute, I don't even need to be doing this. This is just extra shit. Then I'll just cut it out. And weed helps me figure that shit out. Yeah. And, and I mean, there are definitely people who can totally get the same thing without weed, and that's totally cool, mm-hmm. but it definitely works for me. Shout out. But Shout also out. maybe try smoking some weed, because it's awesome. <laughs> I've, definitely, uh, <laughs> I've definitely converted a few people. Yeah. I have a feeling this podcast might might get a few people like, thinking more man, about creative types. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, what is my fucking... Do I have other gears in the weed dimension? Because, man, I know, <laughs> that's, that's where my gears are, man. <laughs> The next level yeah. shit. It is funny though, because yeah, the, when I stopped taking 
you know, I was on like antidepressants and, and uh, medication for ADHD when I was in high school. And then when I, when I started smoking weed every day is when I, when I stopped taking that medicine altogether. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I was like, I don't need this. This is, this is not helping anything. It's not making me make any breakthroughs. You know, it's just making me, making me, making my, making my body trick myself chemically into thinking that things are good when actually I'm unhappy because I don't like what my life is about right now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I was like, and smoking the weed will make you get to real quick what you feel about your life. That's like, that's exactly that's what it takes. That's true, yeah. It really is like, it's, it's a lot about, you know, where you're at. Like, yeah. Headspace shit. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. I love it. So, uh, you are a ghost scout. I would say you're one of the, you're one of the leaders of the ghost scouts. You came Thanks. year two, you came the first year that we had girls. Yes. Yeah. And then this and past Harley. year, and then this past year we had seven girls out of nine yes. cadets. So we've come quite Hell a long yeah. way. Yes, I know. Uh, yeah. Me and a uh, crab tooth were the, the pioneers of lady scouts. Yep. And she almost died. And she almost died, and you almost died also I've some, several died times. I've every year. <laughs> I'd say you are the most uh, accident-prone. Well, Squatch, I don't know. You and Squatch yeah, are definitely. Yeah, Squatch and I are, are neck and neck. Broken yeah. neck and broken neck. Yeah, Squatch yeah. also involves, like, illness, you know. And, yeah, uh, yeah. You know, he suffers more. I just hurt. I just fall more. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you, we've talked about on the podcast, actually, I think did, I think we might have re told the story about this past I, year when you almost died and fell <laughs> off. Or was that year five or, la or this past year? That was um the 2015. It was so like, it was yeah, my five. first day showing up as counselor. I was like, hey, dude, it's nice to meet you. And then I fell down a cliff. <laughs> that the, was that the first day you got here? Yeah, it was either first or second. It was um, oh, we did, it was man. the the fire tower hike, yeah. and yeah, it was like it was the first time that I showed up halfway through, and so all the cadets had like bonded and like hung out, and I was showing up being like, "Hi, I'm fucking Mama Gaddon," and like had all these stories told about me and this like cool reputation. And the first day, I freaking fall down a cliff. Holy shit! But, yeah, good times. That's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah, we got there right afterwards, and everybody had definitely thought that you literally had died. Like, I think we told yeah. the story before, so we won't go through it all again. But I think literally <laughs> they thought that, you know, I remember, I think, oh, I think I talked about it with Bob on the podcast. Dude, Bob I think was it was Bob's episode. Yeah, he was kind of haunted by that. He kind yeah, of still yeah, is, I think. Thank he, God you didn't die, because that probably would have crushed him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, good stuff. I'm just, you know, just making sure, keeping them on their toes. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, like, hey, what's up? You better protect me because I might die today. <laughs> yep. So far, so good. It's working. Yeah, that's true. You're still alive. That's the important yeah. part. Yep. That's the important part. So, yeah, we're going. It's hard to believe we're going into. You came year two, and we're going into year seven. Uh, that's a lot. Yeah, it's going to be coming up uh, in January. We're going to start. That's only a month away where we kind of start to ramp up and, and scout yep. scout stuff starts to flood my brain and we start to yeah. plan all of the logistics of everything. Definitely want to do a good summit this year mm -hmm. and uh, definitely, you know, super excited for year seven. Yeah, I'll be there this year. So right you, were, you weren't here last year? 
No, that was the first year I missed. So I started in 2013 oh, and came mm-hmm, back as a counselor mm-hmm. every year. And then last year I just had way too much going on. Right. But um, but I'll I'll make my valiant return and find some new way to almost die. Mm-hmm. That's that's kind of yeah. I mean that's what's expected. That's you got to yep. now now you got a reputation to uphold. Yeah, it's it's. I mean I got to keep coming up with new new tricks. <laughs> oh man. That's hilarious. So we just saw each other uh, about two weekends ago, something like Correct. that. Yep. You're uh, headed to uh, L.A. Yeah, on my way out to L.A. to go to the Adventure Time rap party, which was super fun. But uh, yeah. I got to, just because it's easier to uh, fly directly out of Boston, uh, jump down there and, uh, and, and stay the night with you. And we got some pizza. We got some beers. Uh, yeah. We had a good old time. Definitely smoked some weed. A lot, yeah. Yep. And you were uh, <laughs> you're working on uh, the a series of illustrations for this book project. Uh, do you have anything to share about that? Yeah, yeah. I got a. Uh, so it's called The Prince of Riddles, and um, it's it should be coming out early next year. But essentially, I gotta be sort of cryptic about the the description because um, it's this book of riddles and every single uh page is uh basically code to be cracked there are other there are other books like this i don't know if you ever heard of the 11th hour but that's um like one of the more well-known ones but um essentially yeah you follow this prince who uh was kidnapped from his kingdom and through each page you're solving a riddle in order to get that much closer to being back home to be named king Mm. um but i'm i'm very much into the like knights and wizards and all that stuff so it was a it's a great challenge because i've never worked on such a a long involved project like that that's dope good stuff that's cool well look like you're having fun with it 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 was uh i saw you had a lot of pieces and i was taking a look at them when uh when i was staying over there and they looked fucking they looked super dope they looked super dope and it looked a little different you know it wasn't as uh it had a little different vibe than some of your normal stuff, which is always cool to see. I mean, you know, it's obviously still your stuff, and it's it's super cool, but it looked like you were taking it a little different direction. Yeah, hell yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that was a, definitely one thing I learned from you and the scouts was, like, you know, you got to be able to change it up. Like, if you're if you're drawing clouds the same way for three months, mm-hmm. like, change it up, draw a different cloud. Like, if yeah. you're painting with a certain style, you know, change it up and get something new because you know as soon as you get stagnant that's when your work's going to start suffering but yeah it was it was cool to to just dive into something completely different yeah yeah that is cool yeah i I think that's super crucial you know that's something that i definitely am you know that's that's my main interest in drawing is evolving it you know i'm saying people are so concerned with finding a style and stuff but you know some people it can be a blessing and a curse because some people can really get once they find their quote unquote style, they kind of get locked into it and then they just live in that world forever. When really you want to be pushing in one way or another, whether it's the design aspects, whether it's the, whether it's the technical aspects, uh, definitely pushing the conceptual side of your work and then, you know, not being married to one 
you know, do, do what you like and do what feels good and do what looks good. To me, it's always the eye test. To me, it's like, I'm not even really thinking when I'm working. Like I might, I shut my mind off and it's all through my eyes. I let my eyes and my hands do all the thinking when I'm working. Does that make sense yeah. to you? Do, do, do you yeah, know what totally. I mean? It kind of, yeah. Um, it, it sounds like, you know, if it's a lot of musicians say like the music flows through mm-hmm. you, like it's not, um, actually, Mobius, the the amazing illustrator, uh, one of the things he says, actually, Jesse uh, Old Cotton sent me a link about it, but um, it was saying that you have to, before you sit down and draw, you have to clear your mind from all strong emotions. So like anger, love, hate, greed, whatever that, you take a few minutes, take a few breaths and clear your mind. And what that does is allow that flow. Mm. For, like you lead with your eyes and your hands just like that. Like it the things you've learned and the things, the lessons you've accumulated through um, your craft and your skill, they come out when the rest of the world, like like your your bills and your stresses, they're they're not in the front seat. Like yeah. you gotta clear your brain so that can happen. So yeah, I totally know that those sort of like flowing through. Yeah, it's that. kind of a med- definitely some kind of meditative action going on there. Some kind of metaphysical, psychic connection with the. The uh, aliens floating around in the universe. <laughs> aliens everywhere. I'm pretty Beaming sure that down. most of my work is actually, it's like the Shakespeare thing where I, uh, I'm not actually making art. It's just the aliens. I'm just signing it. <laughs> Definitely. That, well, we, me and Cole were talking about how maybe weed is aliens, and every time we're smoking the weed, it's just aliens getting all up in our shit. And so that's where all the freaking insane ideas are coming from. Well, there's a there's another theory that uh also I'm calling out Cole because he said anyone who wears all black in the summer is a reptilian and Ooh. uh fuck you Cole. Oh, but anyway, shots <laughs> fired. Oh, there's a new beef brewing over here. Who, who beefed? Who beefed? Cole beefed. Um, yeah, but there's there's a theory. One of the like the History Channel like ancient alien fucking thoughts was um that aliens effect like they they turned weed into a a thing like a tool which i think is like i i love all of these theories i don't take many of them seriously but it's super interesting to think what what sort of odd shit these people are convinced happened in the past no i love it i love it i love pretending that everything is i love being like super invested in all of the conspiracy theories that's my that's (laughs) that's my new take is like i'm like i'm gonna try to believe in every conspiracy theory that's my new thing that's what i'm trying to figure out just like and i don't care if it's true or not i just still i just want to still believe in it just to believe yeah i've been listening to after me after me and cole at our podcast i started to do some i I listened to a couple flat earth podcasts that were exactly what you what you think about um, like the guy sounded to me exactly like Brian Posehn or however you say his name, you know, the dude from Mr. <laughs> yeah. Show. One of the guys sounded exactly like that. So all I was picturing was Brian Posehn <laughs> or is it Posehn or Posen? I hate saying people. I, 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 I'm pretty sure it's Posehn. Okay. Um, uh, all I could picture was him and two other dudes just, you know, d- just talking about this stuff. And it's just exactly 
how you think. They get into like super crazy advanced math that like you can tell that they yeah. are just like reciting, but don't they are definitely not mathematicians and like all this <laughs> it's all about all this like homemade science experiment stuff. That's like yep. what fuels a lot of the flat earth stuff. And I guess there really are tons and tons more videos of flat earth on YouTube now and stuff. Like they oh, were talking yeah. about how it's like blown up again and it's it's pretty amazing, I have to say. It's pretty entertaining, like how I admire how invested like I to me it's like it's so interesting why people choose to believe what they believe because I mean you know me it's like I have I have my 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 kind of take on on the world it's always evolving and stuff and it's kind of out there and I do my own thing but and and I'm always amazed at just like why even even what we think of as normal why everybody's choosing to believe what they believe so to me it's not much different hearing them talk about that as hearing someone talk about being a Republican or being a Democrat and why that side is, it's, it's kind of the same thing. It's like they have something that they desperately need to convince you of and they're so invested in it. And it's like, yeah. it's, it's so, but these guys are pretty good natured and they seem like pretty fun, nice guys. And uh, yeah, they were trying to build like a, a model of the fucking earth and the moon. And they were trying to like show that the, that 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 the way that the shadow on the moon works during the eclipse isn't correct <laughs> and they were trying to build this model and he was talking about like trying to build like he's basically saying this is science but he's like i was trying to balance all this and hold my phone in my hand to film it and get the right angle and you're like yo this is so amazing like yeah. this is like oh man i love i love the I love the dedication and like the how invested people are in it that to me is what makes it fun yeah, there's a uh, as long as it's not like a hurtful thing, you know. Some of them yeah, do get in the as long like, as you're not harming harmful, anyone. You know, it's like I mean, I'm not saying the same thing about ISIS or whatever. You know, like I definitely like, those guys are super dedicated too, but I yeah. think they need to like aim it in a different direction. Yeah, yeah, different direction. Um, uh, I I think we met like talked about listened to a uh, last podcast on the oh the best the best podcast, and yeah, uh, <sighs> they they talk about this a lot. It's like if you take a fucking insane thought like flat earth and then you just throw a bunch of numbers at it people will start listening and start believing because totally. they that numbers are authority they think that scientific language is authority and so you get a movement going and so this i mean i can't tell if the internet is like over half joking with flat earth like like people perpetuate it because it's fucking funny i think it's or, both i definitely think uh, it's both and i think wild. it can be a thing where like you troll it but then you get into it and then you're like you kind of are supporting it in a weird way like yeah that's kind of feel well, like what i'm where i'm at right now actually <laughs> yeah oh damn <laughs> no i'm not i see the thing is that th this is the thing nobody actually knows anything right it's like you it's know true, it's like, nobody knows what the what what life nobody can definitively tell you i can think that i understand what life is about what my life is about what human life is about but nobody truly knows so to me in that sense most things are equally valid and the the and, and also once you get into the cosmic scale of it it's like it's like at the end of the day, none of this stuff even matters. It matters to no, us, yeah, and it matters. No. So, like, so, like, it, it, to me, it takes all the pressure off. It's like I feel no, I feel no urgency to need to find an answer to anything. I'm much more content, and I think much. I think it's even smarter to just be 
completely open to even the most absurd ideas because number one, it's fun and, yep. and, and, and you're going, you're naturally going to gravitate towards the thing that has the most amount of convincing evidence anyway, depending on what you think of evidence is. So you're going to sort of draw your own conclusions anyway, but you don't need to set them in stone. You don't need to be like, yeah. this is, this is it. I just discovered the whole thing. It's like, I'll flip everything I believe when I get new information. You know what I'm saying? I think yep. that's the thing that I think a lot of people will talk about, but actually how many people that you know are actually constantly evolving their yeah. mindsets? Like not that many, especially when you get into the adult world. Like, you know, I always don't really ever think of myself as like a real adult, even though I totally am. Um, but like I, like I don't, like so many people around me, I noticed that the older they get, they get more set in the mainstream reality of life and they just start to really, it's like easier to just be like, oh yeah, the way that everybody accepts the way things are is the one true reality and the way of thinking and oh, what can we really change and oh, what, you know, I'm just going to, I'm just going to participate in this system because it's here and it's easier rather than go out and just try to keep asking questions and keep building my own thing. You know what I'm saying? I'm yeah. much more on Hell that yeah. side of the spectrum. Like, I think you are too. I think, I, 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 I mean, what do you feel like? You feel like you're on that side of the spectrum more? Yeah. Yeah. I like, uh, I try pretty hard, like, um, interacting with people. And, uh, when, when I tattoo people, it's a really like, it's kind of like the, the kind of bond you get with like a barber and like you see the same person, you know, once a month and, and you talk about how life is going and stuff. And I hear so many people just being like, yeah, man, like, I really wanted to get into music, but you know, I, I can't put faith in that. And like, it's, they just shut them themselves down so yeah, quickly. Yeah, exactly. They don't even exactly. See. And so yeah. I, yeah, I try to, in my daily interactions, whether it's tattooing or whether it's just like shooting shit with someone, I try to remind people that they're perfectly capable of, of accomplishing insane things, but it is work. But like, yeah, you can, you can slow down and take someone else's path. Like, like here's your cubicle. Here's your job. Here's your whatever. Wake up, go to sleep kind of day. But, uh, if you want something else, you can do it. You just have to work for it. And like, of course there are absolutely, you know, some people have limitations that are going to put obstacles in their way, but like, you know, working on those, like you can't, you can't go backwards if you choose to work on yourself. There's only forwards. And if you choose to, you know, change the way you think and flip what you have and like not stick to one mindset, um, you can, you can see a lot changing in yourself and like you just got to keep growing yeah i think people run out of energy you know i think especially people that are in a job that kind of drains their energy takes up probably most of the good hours in their in their life in their week in their day you know most of the prime hours if you're out there working nine to five you know at a job that may maybe even it isn't the worst job but maybe it's just not an inspiring job you know it's not something that actually gives you energy so whether it neutralizes your energy or or really does suck your energy if it's a negative situation i think that has a big effect on people and then they just don't have the the morale and the boost to try to create something that's going to lift them out of that you know what i'm saying but it's yeah. so crucial i mean truly it's like I'm always asking, I know people get into situations and you'll talk to people and they'll have every reason in the world about why they're there, where they are and stuff like that. But like, if you feel stuck, if you feel like, man, you know, I had different ideas for my life. I had different ideas for what I wanted, who I wanted to be and what I wanted to be doing. Like, don't feel bad about it. Just 
Try to find a way to get yourself super psyched up. Take some of those good hours and just start to really push your mind to make a plan of like, what what can I do right now? Even if I can't time warp and, and parallel flip into a new reality that's going to be my best life overnight, what can I do right now to make this life a little bit more inspiring and then use that energy to get make a plan of how I can start to slowly shift into a better and better and better and better version of my life every year or every month or every week, you know, whatever your time scale is. I think the important part is just to be pushing for that. And then once you get the ball rolling, as I'm sure you know, because you're someone that's always, you know, pushing a new territory and pushing yourself and stuff. Once you, even though it seems like a Herculean task and it's, and you're all on your own, once you start to get the ball rolling, you'll notice that you get help from from people, you get help from someone else who's thinking the same way as you, you get help from, you know, the universe will something something just fortuitous will will happen. I noticed that once you once you start to put that positive energy out there and that and that that you know, using that intuition like I know I got to do this. I know I got to do this. Once you start to put that emotion, other things start to happen. Other dominoes start to fall. Yeah, totally. Um I I can't remember who told me this, but I remember early on learning that um, you know once you once you start working on something that you think is you you put passion into it. It doesn't matter if it's a drawing or if it's a song or if it's like a freaking castle in Minecraft that you're stoked on. If you start doing something that makes you stoked, people are gonna start seeing you being stoked exactly. and they want to be a part of it. So exactly. if you're if you're doing something to improve yourself, people are going to want to help you grow just like you said so it's yeah. it's cool it's it's definitely hard to lift up your head sometimes uh yeah. definitely we all know that but yeah. uh you know you can manage to lift your head and keep going there's it's just just one step at a time it's cool yeah totally yeah that's wild man i had something else to say on it but then i fucking spaced out and forgot about it no it happens I, <laughs> how you feel <laughs> Oh, it was something about the workshop. Oh yeah, the 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 thing that um the thing that I try to get across most in the workshop. I mean, there's a lot of things, but I'm I'm all about simplifying things, keeping my life simple as my key to getting things done because I get lost in the details very quickly. And the thing that yeah. I try to teach them the most is the number one most important thing is that when you're sitting down to do your work, you're having fun during the process. Because if you're having fun during the process, you're going to keep going, you're going to push deeper into it, and you're going to be literally encapsulating your happiness and your joy into the piece. And other people are going to see that, and they're going to get it out of it. Because I can literally remember looking at work, you know, when I was still in the kind of like phases of, of you know, kind of deciding that I wanted to be a like make my life about being a creative person you know and and looking in art books and literally feeling like I was opening up like jars of fucking energy and inspiration and, and artistic morale and shit and it was transferring into my body you know like you're actually yeah. imbibing a, a magical potion that someone's put into that work you know I think that's truly what the cycle of inspiration is and that's why you know that's why it's so that's why i think i'm wired so much because i i i i felt that so clearly and i try to put that in all my work and then try to get other people to think that way i think that that's that's just the most important thing and i think that's what's really fueled me to 
create Go Scouts and do the workshop and stuff just to really remind people that it's just all about having fun and pursuing your passions. And when you do that, everything else is going to fall into line. Everything else is going to come from that. I think it's really easy for people to start to think about their career and marketability and branding. And those are all things you want to think about, but it all has to be through the portal of having fun doing it. You know what I'm saying? And that's, that's with my whole ghost shrimp branding. And you know, with the, with the ghost scouts, it's like, I mean, you know, I have, I do the ghost scouts because I have fun doing the ghost scouts. It fires me up. It feeds a fire inside me. And that's what you got to do. You know, you have to not like there aren't, like you said, challenges involved. I mean, some of the, some super challenging circumstances have, have, come up in in ghost scouts throughout the years and we've had to you know mature and and deal with them and i've definitely grown so much as like a leader and a person through that but you know if it didn't come from just having fun if i cooked up the ghost scouts for some monetary gain or some other thing it would be so warped and twisted by now you know it's like the the reason it works and flourishes and grows is because it's all about just having fun with it just like this podcast you know what i'm saying it's just oh, another yeah. thing where you're like man this is super fun to do jumping on the pod with my fucking friends like i'm <laughs> always like i'm always like man i know i have so many cool friends but like i never fucking talk to them you know it's like it's like i have kids and my life is so busy and i work and stuff and i don't get to just talk to my friends as much and that you know a lot of my friends have kids and shit now too so you know it gets harder and harder to connect so it's like i love these things where you find this little loophole this porthole where you're like oh my god i could do this podcast it could just be about jumping on the phone with me and my friends and fucking chopping it up how great would that be that's that's where the best things always come from you know that's where it's always gotta start hell yeah yep totally so you and me, you, <laughs> yeah, totally. We agree on that. End of discussion. Um, yep. So, so, and I think in line with this a little bit is you and me are both people that love to do a lot of shit. Like we're always looking for. Uh, I feel like at least with me, and I and I recognize the same thing in you because you're you're doing the since since I've known you, you've you've really started doing you know the tattoo stuff a ton, uh, you know jumping into that on the professional level, um, and then you also are the front woman in a fucking badass band and then you've also done, gone into uh muay thai kickboxing uh training and and fighting and stuff like that and you've done you've done that stuff just since i've known you in the past five years right yeah yeah totally <laughs> this is um, awesome and, uh, it's seriously like it's it's just it sounds like i'm just plugging ghost scouts but like the 2013 the year the first year that i went that completely changed how i motivated because um you know like one thing that i think is common every year in the scouts is that people show up and really don't understand like how much physical labor is put into it and it's because you're you're building these cabins for other scouts and you're you're building these paths so that you can enjoy it with other people and with your scouts and have that place but anyway um we would set up seemingly impossible tasks Mm -hmm. and normally in my past, I would just be like, I can't do this. Like, there's no way I can do this. I'm going to walk away from this or like make someone else do it or something like that. And with, you know, these kids are, or these people are in the same situation you are. And we see how stoked you are. And we see that the scouts in the past have done it. And you're like, all right, cool. Looks like we're going to do it. And so you see this goal that seems impossible. And, you know, you do what you can and yeah. you lift up that thing until you can lift up the heavier thing and you cut down this thing until you can cut down the bigger thing. Mm-hmm. And, um, from that point on, like it just got ingrained in my brain that like, 
if you want to do something, you can do it. Work, work, work. Like, just keep pushing on. And, like, if if it's something you love, you're going to find time for it. And if it's not something you love, you're going to find that it's going to take a smaller part of your life because it's not worth it to, you know, waste time with that. But, um, yeah, I, I just – I. I love doing stuff, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but I think I think that's that's my favorite part about the scouts. I think the most powerful message in the scouts is a counterintuitive one. It's that I have no idea what I'm doing and none of us mm-hmm. have any idea what we're doing, but we I, we all I love being in the woods. I love doing the forestry stuff. I love trying to figure out what crazy little forts we can build up there. It's like it's truly just about us being you know, just wanting to have fun in the woods together and just figure out what we can do. You know, the, I mean, yeah. that that to me is like, it's like literally if you have the energy and you have an idea for something, it really doesn't matter if you're good at it or not. Just go out and do it and something's going to happen. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it would be, I think Ghost Cats would be so different if I was like, a super professional carpenter and we knew exactly what we were doing. <laughs> Everything was executed perfectly. And I was like, let me teach you how, what I've learned the right way. You know, it's like the, to me, the magic of ghost scouts is that I'm a total fuck up. This is just, what I, <laughs> this is just like, I, I just, I just thought up like what would be my favorite summer camp. It's just like, it's just like, you know, all wearing jumpsuits and, you know, acting ridiculous, joking around, you know, cutting down trees in the woods, making cabins, making forts, making sports fields playing fucking basketball and kickball up in the middle movie of the theater. fucking woods outdoor Arnold Schwarzenegger movies in the movie theater you know listening to Shaq rap albums at the Shaq <laughs> cookouts you know it's like it's just like all these things that I love to do the most and then just like having a super good time with them and 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 just getting people to just come have a fun time and everybody loves it. You know, it's like, it's amazing. It, it, I love the fact that we don't know what we're doing. I was starting to figure it out a little bit, but it's more about just that we're here and we're having fun and we're, you know, we're, we're staying productive. We're staying busy. We're staying positive and we're creating this thing for the future of all of us. You know I mean? It's like, it's, it's so, again, it's like, it's too cool to exist. Like, how did this, how do we even stumble into the reality where this is happening? You know, I'm always like, like I was up there today, you know, I said I had to go find some logs and the right size ones were all the way up at the sports field. So I walked up there, actually ran up there a couple of times this morning and hauled down logs. And it's just like, this is so badass. Like, I love it. It's like, the, this is the best, Fucking hauling this, logs. this is the best life ever. I'm like, who else is just like, Oh, I need some logs. I'm going to go find a bunch of logs that have already been carried up to the back of the property by a bunch of scouts <laughs> that come camp out in the woods from all over the world you know and like it's just so it's so crazy it's so wacky yeah. but it's, yep, but it's again, very it's wacky. like that's how everything has been done in the world like nobody started out knowing how to do anything we we're a bunch of fucking cave people or whatever you want to think i mean maybe aliens gave us some fucking knowledge <laughs> knowledge too i mean that's definitely there's definitely some interesting theories about that but uh you know there's plenty of people that have had to figure out shit from scratch whether it was you know different indigenous populations or the fucking pilgrims that had to come here all kinds of shit you know it's like throughout the human history is all about hey what do we have to do okay let's fucking figure it out and that's really yeah. what scouts is about you know it's like hey we're here to do something let's figure out what the coolest shit we can do is and with what we have here you know what we have available on the property and let's fucking let's do it and have a fun time yeah it's sick 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 
and it's coming up again. Uh, yeah. So January, fucking uh, in a in a month, uh, applications are going to be up, and of course we've had people inquiring about it. And this will be fun because this is the first year we've had the podcast rolling. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, for for all the camp stuff for uh, for uh, the the lead up, and then uh, you know, and and all that. So this is pretty cool. Yeah. Get those applications in. Get well, I mean, it. Yeah, in a month. In a month. Get it. Check it out. Yeah, it'll be fun. It'll be interesting to see if you know. Dude, you be... gotta you gotta start. Uh, you gotta open a fight gym in Hardwick, Vermont. I'm sure it'll be on. The there's page. a boxing. There's a boxing gym in the basement of the of that main building there with Connie's kitchen and stuff. Yeah. Is yeah. it? Um. Do you like hit people or is it just hitting bags? Uh no, I assume they're boxing each other. I don't know. They they there are boxing clubs that are just like you're gonna hit a bag for two hours and like that's cool. It's great for fitness, but I like I like mm, hitting people. Yeah, I would guess that here it's about it's. I think it's mostly young kids too. I think it's like high schoolers and stuff. So I'm guessing that they're and they're beating on each other. Yeah, Be- beating on each other. <laughs> this is fucking <laughs> beating on each other, doing stuff. Doing other Hall stuff. Hauling logs. Let me get you up here. Let me show you how to build some muscles, Sonny. <laughs> I'm going to haul this log up and down the hill. All yeah. right. We put them in the wrong spot. Let's bring them back down. Bring them back down. Oh, God. Dude, that was so much of 2013, which <laughs> just like, oh, fuck, we're supposed to move oh, these logs yeah. to the other hill. No, it's definitely half of my life. And it's starting to, <laughs> starting to, I'm starting to get a little bit more, uh, more, more, um, uh, what do you call it? Efficient with my efforts of building. That's- but, Definitely, uh, the half of my time in Vermont has been spent undoing what I tried to undoing <laughs> what I tried to build, like probably the last the, the two months before, and then realizing that I did it wrong, then unbuilding it, and then trying to build it again. And I'm, I'm so, figuring it out. I'm slowly getting. I'm getting there. I feel like I yep. have like semi-proficient carpenter skills now. <laughs> Add know. that to your business card. Yeah, semi-proficient carpentry skills. <laughs> In really fine print. Yeah, yeah. What so, are you building now? What are you working on? I'm working on putting up some interior walls and getting the bathroom finished up pretty much. That's that's like the main goal is always sort of the bathroom because a lot of stuff centers around the bathroom if, you live, <laughs> if you're a living human being. Um so we still do like you know old you know we still like heat up water for showers and stuff like that. So getting the getting that hot water equipment all hooked up is going to be pretty major. So that should be hopefully happening uh, pretty soon here, because um, we live like woods people pretty much. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think it's pretty cool. I like it. I'm pretty into it. I think Athena will be pretty happy once we get the hot shower. Yeah, I think she told you that. I think she told you that once she got here, once you arrived here at year two. I think she was like, yep. once we get the hot water, it's going to be awesome. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I, uh, I remember thinking, like, as soon as uh, we, as soon as I showed up and met you guys, um, I realized, like, how much you had committed and, like, yeah, this is your dream, building stuff in the woods. And I realized how much Athena committed because yeah. I remember her telling me she – when she was pregnant with Wolfie for water, she would have to go out and break the ice to the, the dam or well, something. Well, she wasn't pregnant with him because he was, he was already born when we got here. But, yeah, oh, when he oh, was a baby. Okay. When he was a baby, yeah. Yeah, the first year we got our wash water out of the brook. Yeah, um, which and... was also, like, covered with trees. 
Yeah, which was in the woods at that time. Yeah, well, 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 yeah. The part that well, the you're talking about the cut down trees. Yeah. Yeah. No. Oh that yeah, I was, guess they that was sort down. of a different area. Uh, yeah. But yeah, we would we would pull buckets of wash water <laughs> out of the brook, yeah. and, and we'd have to break up the ice with an axe, and That's then uh, and then at a certain point it got too thick to break, and uh, yeah. I forget. I think then we just had to go. We figured out lake. that there was a spring in town that you can go to year round, of course, because we live in the woods. There's a spring in town where people get mm -hmm. a lot of people get water from. <laughs> this is definitely not the only people that live super rustically out here, and yeah. Uh, and so, uh, it's funny. It's a funny mix of like totally normal, just regular people. And then people that are like doing, do, living different levels of, of rustic lifestyles. That's definitely still very much alive in the Northeast kingdom of Vermont, which yeah. is why I love it so much. Yeah. Yeah. A lot, uh, a lot more self-sufficient. Definitely. Yeah. Most people around here are pretty, pretty independent, pretty self-sufficient. Not everybody. I mean, cause we still, you know, as much as, as much as people probably hear me talking about it and think that it's like, we live in the middle of nowhere. And you know, by, 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 by like, if you live in the city and you come here, you're like, yeah, it's the middle of nowhere. But you know, really we're like, we're pretty close to most stuff. We're just in the woods, yeah. but you know, we're, we're right next to our, you know, we're three miles outside of our town, which has everything you need in it. And yeah. then, uh, and then, uh, you know, you go to, you, know, you can drive to the, to Burlington or Montpelier pretty quick and, and, uh, hang out there, which is always super fun. We did that this past weekend. Right. Hell yeah. Yeah. Uh, so you and me have another connection that is pre Go Scouts. Yes, indeed. I grew up. You grew up in Cape Cod, and you grew up. In, you grew up in Chatham. Yeah, I grew up in Chatham. You grew up in Chatham, and I grew up uh, visiting Chatham uh, because mm -hmm. my grandparents live in Sandwich, Cape Cod, yep. which is a funny name. And the cars. Sandwich police. Yep, and the cars do say Sandwich Police, <laughs> uh, which is hilarious. And so that's that's right next to Chatham, and we would always go to Chatham because it's a funny, it's a fun little tourist town. And uh, they have the Chatham Penny Candy Store, which was, of course, all me and my little brother talked about and wanted to uh, get into the minute we got there. And we would all fill our bags with the penny candy. And you have a connection to that store, right? Yeah, yeah. There's actually there's a couple really great little you know candy stores. It's like super old timey, but um, yeah that that one was owned by a dude named Corey. I used to work next door. My first job was a. Uh, I worked at a swimsuit boutique with my friend Max. So two high school kids selling like hundred dollar bathing suits to these tourists, and like they'd be like asking Max, like, "Do you think this fits?" But uh, anyway, so yeah, <laughs> um, that went next door to the the penny candy store, and um, it's yeah, it's like it's just like a dream. It's like you just walk in and like wall to wall candy. Um, yeah, and then the, the other best. one is is uh, the Chatham Candy Manor, which is right down the street. But that's also owned by um, a childhood friend's family, and still like I still run into a bunch of kids who um, who grew up and came back and realized that Cape Cod was pretty nice to live in. So they came back, and uh, both stores I think are being run by people uh, I kind of grew up with, which is kind of nice. That's cool. Small town stuff. That's a weird synchronicity. That's some ghost in you right there. Yeah, that's right. I remember. <laughs> I remember when I showed up. I brought you a bunch of candy, and it rained. It rained so much, and uh, the bag of candy felt like it got wet, and so all the candy fell on the ground. You're like, I don't care. I'm just gonna eat it. It was like covered in dirt. Um, 
But yeah, that was one of my first impressions of you, was eating wet, dirty candy off the ground. That's a good first impression. Yeah, you came up with a brown paper bag filled with, like, penny candy, like gummies and all sorts of shit. And yeah, it broke when you were giving it to me. And uh, yeah, I remember it fell on the ground. And uh, yeah, it would brush off a little. You know, the what I always tell my kids and my wife, I say... You know the dirt out here is clean. We're in the forest, so the this isn't yeah. dirt, this isn't dirty dirt. This isn't city dirt. So yeah. it's all good. You brush it off. You know it's it, it's full of vitamins and nutrients. You get a little bit in there, you're good. That's probably good for you. You could probably, probably yeah, you, you could gotta, probably live on like dirt. A, yeah, gotta eat like a, an ounce of dirt a month. It helps you. Grab, <laughs> yeah, it helps, helps you. It helps you digest. Yeah. I'm gonna start plugging. That. I'm gonna start making a a fat diet of eating dirt. The dirt diet. Dirt diet. I like it. It's legit. You could, if you hyped it enough, if you got on there and started doing your kickboxing and stuff, and you're like, I've only eaten eaten dirt for a month, and then you smile, and it's like all dirt, and like there's a worm in your mouth and shit. You just have like like one of those protein shake bottles, and it just pours like mud and sticks in my mouth. Oh, God. Yeah, that sounds like a plan. You could do it if you were uh, hyped enough. It's all about being hyped enough. Yeah. Man, I gotta gotta use those hashtags. Gotta gotta get famous. Has, are hashtags get, still get going? Steve Thomason tried to convince me that hashtags were dead, but people still use hashtags, right? Oh no, yeah, people definitely still use hashtags. Yeah, fuck you, Steve Thomason. Fuck you, Ty Steve Thomason. Shout out, Ty Jeans Mogelson. Ty Jeans. Um, um. Yeah. So what else? Oh yeah. So. <laughs> so uh, you mentioned uh, that you have been listening to me and Cole's podcast, uh, the yep. previous episode. Um, and you said that you were yelling at the pod cause you also have lots of knowledge about, were you just yelling cause Cole called you a possible reptile implant or, or did you say you actually had knowledge of the reptilian shapeshifting overlord? I definitely wouldn't call it knowledge. Uh, <laughs> but, um, when, so I, I work, I, I basically my room is my studio. It's more of like a studio with a bed in it than a room. Right. Um, no. Yeah, it's true. When I when I stayed at your place, I was like, where, I was like, is this your bed? It's just like a mattress <laughs> on a platform. It seems more like a desk or a podium or something. It, it then, totally is. It's just a workbench with a mattress on it. And then another guy came in and said the exact same thing. He's like, you sleep on this? Because it's also like covered <laughs> with stuff. So yeah, dude. Um, but but yeah, so. I'm at home drawing like all day, every day, pretty much, except I'm, I'm like tattooing or drawing. That's, that's what I do. So, um, I'll like throw on audiobooks, I'll throw on documentaries, I'll throw on whatever. And, um, I, like, I think I just got stoned one day and started like watching like the ancient civilization kind of stuff and, uh, like looked into like metaphysics and like laws of the universe and stuff like that. And like, I started treating it like, episodes of x-files where it's like it doesn't matter if it's true or not it's entertaining (laughs) and dude just fell down the rabbit hole of all of that stuff and um yeah it's like it's you you gotta like be careful how much you talk about it with normal people because you know you don't want to completely seem insane i've already got like enough of the insane look going that like you know i don't need to start talking about aliens with everyone but no i i definitely watch a lot of that stuff so um I can't remember specifically what questions you guys were like, oh, I don't know, like, maybe reptilians is, maybe reptilians that, but, like, I remember some of them being like, no, it's this, and, like, just <laughs> my my nerd chamber in my brain just, like, unlocked and all the alien stuff came out. Oh, but, my um, God, that's amazing. But, yeah, next definitely. time, Next time, write it down so you can come on, you can come on with the hot takes so we can fill Dude, in the gaps. 
It should just we should do a three part like 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 you, me, and Cole just yelling about aliens. <laughs> you know, it's definitely definitely gonna be an ongoing theme of the podcast because it definitely occupies a good portion of my thinking. I definitely like. I gotta to get you. I gotta get you. Oh, you know what? Maybe I'll like make you a velvet painting of an alien smoking a doobie. That sounds Fuck. amazing. That like sounds like old, that. Like, that sounds like that would definitely need to hang up in the cabin. Yeah. We definitely yeah. And like uh, like a black light poster of an alien, like from the nineties, like Lisa Frank style. Yeah. Popping, Lisa Frank popping off alien smoking weed. Yeah, do, do people still have those? People always used to have those because I grew up in like New Hampshire in the in my teenage years. And uh it was like people would always have a cabin in the woods and it would just be all fucking black light psychedelic posters. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think they're still out there, just not as much. Like I feel like I don't know. It was like Spencer's gifts and stuff. I don't know why everyone had like black light posters and inflatable couches. They're both terrible. But oh, um... dude, yeah, I totally had. An, <laughs> I had some inflatable furniture. I worked at this dollar store called Zyla's, and uh, and and I got. They had a bunch of that inflatable furniture, and I got a bunch of that. I remember Daddy Ball Scout. We like decked out his his like apartment with inflatable furniture because he like he had he had an apartment like in high school. And so we got like <laughs> we got we got inflatable furniture for his thing, and then I think I had a couple. I think I had a couch and a chair as well. They were actually pretty okay. They were like lighty, light velvety blue, and uh, they lasted for a little bit. Yeah, they were like on I just the remember ground, like the though. they're like you're the, sitting on the ground though. You're like wicked yeah, wicked yeah, lowrider style. Um, I remember the popular aesthetic. ones being like clear colored cellophane, and those were the oh, most wow. uncomfortable. It's just like. It was just like trying to hug a beach ball. Like it was just awful. Trying to sleep on an inflatable couch was the worst. It was so stupid. No, but yeah, we did. They're, they're not comfortable to sleep on at all. You're better <laughs> off sleeping on the floor for sure. Yeah, Dude, I should get one for my studio. <laughs> yeah, you definitely should get a bunch. Fill it up. So what are the what are the what are the most what are the ideas about the reptilian shapeshifting overlords that you like the most? What are the ones that you think about the most? The ones I okay, so I would I like them for different reasons, definitely. But um, like kind of like what you were saying about like oh my god, I love the dedication to this absurd idea. For that, um, I love Hollow Earth idea because I they're so gung ho about it, and like they're so just like no, this is definitely happening, and it's like it's just like I would totally believe that there's stuff in space just because it's infinite. But, like, they are just, like, the dedication to, to talk about hollow earth and the civilizations within them. I find that it's, like, just, like, really interesting folklore to me. But um, I think yeah, that and one's... Hollow, yeah, thing. and hollow earth is, like, that's that's echoed in, like, tons of mythology, like the Mayans and the Aztecs. I don't know exactly yeah. what it is. But there's a lot of... Uh, there's a, I mean, it makes sense because there's caves that are entrances into the earth and, you know, it's like, it makes sense that there's all this fantasy and these ideas and all this stuff about it. And I, I definitely, I, I told you, I've been listening to like flat earth podcast. I listened to some hollow earth stuff or I was researching some hollow earth stuff since the last podcast too. And I definitely realized that 
hollow earth is like an optimistic uh conspiracy theory it's all about like inside the earth is like a paradise and it's like really a temperate like jungle climate and the climate's so nice that the people are like 15 feet tall there must be like less gravity or something like that like all these there's like kind of a superhuman race in there and mostly they're supposed to be like super intelligent it's always, there's always a superhuman race there's always some tie to a superhuman <laughs> and then they and have then like it always it's like fucking there's so many like alien nazi fucking conspiracy theories it's very interesting yeah, but uh, there, you, there is there i think there is definitely some nazi hollow earth but i but 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 the, then the then the then the flat earth stuff when you get into that one it's all really pessimistic. All if you believe in flat earth, that's truly a pessimistic conspiracy theory whereas hollow earth is more of a optimistic conspiracy. So like in the hollow earth it's all about like a global government that's tricking you, that's deceiving you, uh you know, they're trying to hide the truth from you. There's the you know, the ice wall that keeps you in you can't go to the <laughs> ice wall. You know, there's all these restrictions and uh you know, it's it's a very dark it's that basically like life is a matrix, you know, the satellites are fake, that the sun is fake, that these are all kind of mechanisms and it's all geared towards kind of brainwashing us. And one of the questions we were asking on the pod was what is the point of it all? And I guess the point of it mostly comes back to that. that It's mostly religious and based. It's mostly religiously based. Like not, I don't think, I don't think like all the people that are into it now are are into it for that reason. But I think the, the underlying motivation is something about getting to believe getting to forget to have people forget about believing in god it's like to 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 tell you that the earth is really round is somehow gonna put you more into science and then you're going to uh then you're going to you know put science over god and then you're so but really the earth is flat and like god created a flat earth i think it's about that i think it's about the the if you're a flat earther it goes back to the like the more of the creationism type of thing whereas the the round earth is more of a scientific thing and is godless. Those fucking godless God, atheists. Those fuckers. Um, yeah, that's, yeah. I think that was one of the things that when you and Cole were talking, I was like, oh, it's that when you guys were like, what, how do they benefit and yeah, all that stuff? It was yeah. Like, yeah, like, yeah, I didn't know that. I didn't realize that. Because that's not something that is talked about a lot. I guess that's more of like a deep-rooted, that's like the, that's like the, um, extreme flat earthers <laughs> it's like the fucking like the whatever the orthodox Dude, they, that's orthodox like flat like earth jackets yeah. i want to have a flat earth varsity jacket for my crew um, <laughs> but they were um, literally on the podcast talking about like how Kyrie irving was talking about it they're like all about like every person who's a flat earther they're like they're like super you know like they're dialed into any everything and anything flat earth they're really wow. all about the flat earthers so they were they were a happy bunch to listen to i listened to a couple podcasts one was just about the flat earth conspiracy and then it just by people who are skeptics and then another one was i think called the flat earth podcast i'll give them a shout out if you want to check it out and i listened to <laughs> one i listened to an episode where they talked to a guy who was didn't necessarily believe in flat earth, but was sort of open-minded about it. And mm-hmm. yeah, they definitely didn't convince him. I think he, maybe he was saying he was a little op- more open-minded than he was, or maybe it's mm-hmm. just the kind of same tip where like, I'm like, you know, if I saw enough evidence, like, like my, 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 my beliefs are evidence based for the most part. So, 
you know, it's like if you show me pictures, if I see like a ton of convincing pictures of the ice wall and flat earth and all this stuff, then I'd be like, oh shit, maybe there's something to this. But, but, but meanwhile, we have very convincing pictures of <laughs> that's the thing to say. That's where the that's where it falls apart for me is to, well, I mean, there's a lot of places, but right off the bat, for them to reject all photos of earth. It's like that that is a really big one because there's really a lot of evidence that you can do. There's real time satellites going around and you can literally figure out where it's going over and match it to the cloud patterns that you're seeing. So like the level of conspiracy that it would have to be to like just constantly. But basically, it's all it would be all led by NASA. I love how we're talking about conspiracy yeah. theories again. This is I want to definitely talk about every episode of it and just try to steer towards this again. Dude, I can do it <laughs> <laughs> we're it's, making, it's, we're it's becoming <laughs> so much more prevalent like like regardless of what is true and what is not among all conspiracy theories it seems to be a way more common interest among regular people which i think is awesome yeah well um, growing even up with if, the x-files growing up with the x-files like really put me onto it like if you're not yeah i mean i think any kid anyway is like about aliens and bigfoot and all this fucking wacky shit and then you know you graduate to the more sophisticated you know reptiles and government conspiracy <laughs> theories and, you know all that so good there's so much and you know as we know listening to the last house uh yeah the last pod on the left um you know they uh they cover so much of it in in such great depth and it's like the best because they'll give it they'll give it all the they'll give it the real treatment they give all the facts but then they're just cracking on it so hard that it's like yeah it's so it's the it's perfect it's the best yeah, uh, the uh, I think the the other theory that I think is very interesting, and again, don't know if I believe it or not, but like it's one of those things that if you believe, there's no harm. If you don't believe, there's no harm. So, um, but the the solar flash, have you heard know. about that one? I don't know. Um, it's it's like tie. It's research that gets um, historical accounts from every human civilization they can find and all of them tend to have certain things in common regardless of how isolated they were like like tens of thousands of years apart and completely isolated land wise um or geographically but uh essentially all of them use a somewhat similar calendar mm -hmm. they all have like there's 35 prophecies of like a golden child coming and and the world like uh the great flood kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, the flood. Yeah, the flood is like in all, almost all like creation mythology and yeah, there's a lot yeah. of that's really interesting. I find that super fascinating that 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 yeah, the the isolated groups of humans, you know, developed along similar tracks with similar beliefs is definitely super interesting. Yeah. And like um but yeah, the the 25,000 year calendar is is in many of those religions and uh it basically winds around to be around this time, and like I am, I definitely think the world is going to shit. I absolutely think the world <laughs> is falling apart. And Isn't if that what people always think, though, me, people like if you go back through true. time, like people always think the world is like going to shit and ending. Yes, everyone thinks that they're the last generation, but the world is so fucking weird right now. I'm not saying that there's an apocalypse, but it's really easy to think it might be. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but don't you, but, but uh, if you think about it, like all the weird stuff that we know, 
like about i think a lot of it is the like the knowledge we have about the particular weird things about thing but if you go back i mean like if you think like in medieval times or like barbarian times or like whatever like all of these different don't you think people have always been equally like super crazy and like just like super fucked up like people were definitely like eating each other back in the day yeah it's like yeah raping the fuck out of each other and like torturing the shit out of each other, like smashing babies on rocks like yeah like, if you go into history like shit was so wild that like i mean That's in a way true. like i think things can seem very doomsday these days and of course we have the capability to like end the end probably existence on this planet today you know which is a new a relatively new scary development <laughs> um you know uh maybe i don't know maybe something would stop us maybe no i guess we've already dropped a bomb so i guess something wouldn't stop us but yeah um but yeah it's like you know in, in a lot of ways and and you know people people talk about how that it has actually the safest time ever and the easiest time ever for yeah. most people well for not most people but because a lot of these people are still like in you know slavery and starving on this planet obviously but like you know for the for the average person in the civil in the in our position in the in a developed world it's like we're practically getting a free pass through life you know what i'm saying that's, like yeah i do definitely agree with that i think that like that's definitely something that we can easily forget because of you know the sort of uh, environment that we grew up in, like yeah. yeah, like we've never had to like most of us don't have to kill people to survive, right? Um, but uh, yeah, I think that that yeah, it's it's while that's absolutely true, and like we don't have to deal with plague, like plague and like having the well, we kind of have a threat of nuclear war, but not nearly as bad as um you know uh, a few decades ago, um, but um I feel like. Because everything is so immediate, like, we have the entire, um, you know, accumulation of human knowledge at our fingertips, and we still just manage to find new ways to, like, completely hate each other and ourselves. Yeah. And I just think that, like, the more people learn about how fucked the world is, the more it's, like, a mental Armageddon. Yeah. Where, like, people are, like, they're just like, I can't fucking function because, you know people who lie and steal and people who thrive off of power and corruption are doing great. And meanwhile, like teachers are super underpaid. Artists are worthless. Like it's, um, it's like the more fucked up you are inside, the better chance you have surviving in today's economy, in today's society. Um, so yes, I, I definitely think that we have it easy. Um, but at the same time, I think that there is like sort of like global um despondence i guess i don't know if that's a word you know i think the scope of our knowledge like to know that we sit here and like the fucking minerals in our computers were like mined by slaves and like we have such a greater scope now of the suffering of like the entire world where back in the day you'd like only know about the areas that you'd travel to by like horse or foot or some shit like that and now we have like this now instantly we know that the darkness of humanity is so dark, you know, like, like truly on a, on a, on a global and historical scale to be able to look back through all of history and then to be able to look at the 
whole scope of the present moment where there is still so much, you know, I mean, it, I forget the, you know, all the statistics and shit like that, but the vast majority of the people on this planet can't even get drinkable water. And yet in yep. this, in our reality, we take a shit in potable water. Like that is to me, that sums up yeah. like, like, Dude, like how that, absurd, but... like, and we can ship oil anywhere. Like we could get oil to these people, but we can't get them drinkable water. Like how does that yeah. work? You know what I'm saying? It's like, fucking... it's so crazy. That's happening here. Like, yeah, like, totally. That's happening in, <laughs> in Michigan and shit. Yeah, yep. I mean, it, yeah, it's, it's. I mean, it, yeah, I mean, no doubt. I mean, right there on your doorstep too. I mean, it's so strange. It that it, it it definitely is a very strange world we live in, and that's why that's why I always love blowing up the facade that people are that that there's a such thing as normal and mainstream reality and this perception that we like to think of our country as and all these things or think of the developed world as because truly it's, you know, I mean, there is, there are pockets where one specific reality exists where people are really happy and they're having dinner at 6 PM and everything's good. And, you know, I mean, my life is, you know, my life has been mostly like that, you know, throughout my, throughout my life. But like, there's, but that's not most people, even in this country, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and even beyond that, like the world of your mind, like, you know, where, where, where you could say, especially nowadays, you could say the wrong joke. You could share the wrong hypothetical thought and people would jump down your throat as being, it being totally unacceptable and all this stuff. It's like, you know, I love just tearing the roof off of the idea that there is a normal human being and there is a mainstream reality that we're all trying to this polite, politically correct reality. Oh, it's a it's a it's a facade. It's a farce. You know, there that is what what people greatly aspire to is a just total myth that is that is a, really a branding and commercialism. I mean, most people know that already. It's not like coming up with like a great revelation here, but like it just always blows me away how truly most people you know whether they whether they're realize it or not are buying into that myth and they are living their lives based on that myth of like consumerism and outward appearance and all this stuff when when inside they're not fulfilled they're not happy they you know all this is you're like wait a minute so wait you're pretending to fulfill this myth at the expense of the rest of the world who provides that myth you who allows you to live that myth where it's not even true you're not even happy <laughs> even the richest people in our societies are unhappy and all taking antidepressants and all you know it's like it's you're this just is, like yeah. wait a minute we what are... like we need to just that's why i'm always telling people yo don't get caught up in that don't get caught fit, fit, sit down in a quiet place for me that was going out into the woods you know what I'm saying when i was coming out of school and building that first cabin take some time to go to a quiet place and sit there and really give yourself time and space to figure out who you are, what you're truly interested in, what truly makes you happy, and what the simplest path forward to that is, what the most straightforward path to that is. Not thinking I'm going to try to get all the money in the world and then retire and and hopefully make a life for myself then, you know what I'm saying, and 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 have some kind of empty status thing going for the majority of my life and my good years, you know what I'm saying, when really I'm not pursuing what I love the most. 
it's, it's aliens. It's the aliens, yo. It's the aliens <laughs> that are beaming it in. It's the fucking reptile shape shifting overlords. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Y'all got to tune into InfoWars. That's going to give oh you the information that, that you what, need. I have not I have not let myself touch InfoWars because like I the, I the a couple times people have been like, "No, you have to hear this stuff. It's insane." But I can't hear like his voice is so painful to listen to. He just fucking yells at you. Yeah, and it's I, pretty insane. <laughs> it's pretty like, insane. I, yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to choose to listen to someone yell garbage at me. I try to <laughs> and, listen to some of it, but actually, most of it is pretty boring. Most of it is like the political stuff. Like he doesn't even talk about the shape shifting reptiles. He doesn't talk about the wild conspiracies as much as you'd like. Like I'm like, oh, because I heard him on that. He came on. He's friends with Joe Rogan, like old friends with Joe Rogan, and uh, he came on the Rogan podcast recently. Yeah, I heard and he all got about a, that. He got him super drunk and super high and just like going ballistic on all the conspiracy shit. And it's like yeah, it's definitely fun. one of the greatest like podcasts ever created in humanity. And there's oh, lots wow. of wacky like meme videos and stuff out there oh, with know. like clips and like lasers shooting out of his eyes and like all kinds of <laughs> awesome shit. Someone um, turned it into a song. Someone auto-tuned yeah, that um, rant. They, oh, yeah, they always do it. That's the greatest. But yeah, he's like talking about Hillary being like a shape-shifting pedophile eater like all fucking this insane fucking the most fucking the most fun wow. definitely the most fun uh stuff but yeah then then so i after that i was like i gotta fucking start getting the infowars podcast and then i try to listen to it. it's mostly just really day-to-day political yeah because you you can only spew the same bullshit for for so long like like Regardless, again, regardless of what's true and what's not, there's only a certain amount of research and knowledge. And so if this dude, like, got up there every day and said the same stuff without ever bringing new information, people yeah. would get real quick to be like, oh, wait, you're you're done. Like, you said everything. Like, you got nothing else. So he's got to fill it with, you know, Hillary and shit. Yeah, he's super popular, though. He's super popular. I know. That's for sure. People definitely That's hate him. People times. hate him with a passion. Oh yeah, <laughs> he's, he's just entertaining. He's, he's, it's he's, just entertaining. He's, yeah, and anybody that thinks he's anything more than an entertainer is insane. I mean, you like yeah. you have to re- you could listen. Dude, to have him you for seen the fucking list of products he sells on his his site? No, he he has like thirty different protein shakes. Oh, that's awesome! Yeah, he's totally cashing in on it. Yeah. Yeah, I think he doesn't he have like prepper stuff and everything too, doesn't he? Have yeah, like it's like like meals all... and yeah, yep. <laughs> so crazy. Oh man. Oh man. Dude, if we only... did, That's we what I'll aspire to be. I'll aspire to be like a super positive uh, version of uh, of um, Alex, Alex Jones. Jones. <laughs> so, so would you be like like talking about good aliens and talking about how much everything rules? Yeah, just pushing the hollow earth, like just over and over again, and how like you know that that will overcome, and how I don't know. Yeah, it'd be hard to. I'd have to you have to really figure out how to get a positive take on all of the. Conspiracies. <laughs> Most conspiracies are pretty paranoid and dark, and that people are out to get you. I mean, I guess that's the. That's the whole point. That's why yeah. they're hidden. So yeah, in a way, well, I guess yeah, I guess there are conspiracy theories linked up with uh, with Hollow Earth, but overall, it's really like pretty pleasant thinking. Pretty pleasant. There's like dinosaurs in there. It's like Journey to the you know Journey to the Center of the Earth. There's no like fun kids movie that's like Journey to Flat Earth. <laughs> it's like definitely yeah. Definitely not. <laughs> 
Oh, but, I mean, that'd like, be a good one, though. That'd be a funny. That'd else. be a funny children's book, like Journey to Flat Earth. It's like unco- Dude, it's like oh step by step uncovering the like the conspiracy, where that like at the sick. end just, it is just like the like, children getting even like a three panel comic. Like, <laughs> oh my god, uh, super yeah, dark children's good. books. Hell yeah, <laughs> that would be uh, up your alley. That'd be a, that'd yeah, be I know. I just like I'm already I'm already picturing, but I I just pictured like Journey to Flat Earth being like a three panel comic, and it's like, oh, we're here, and that's it. We did it. Yeah, I'm uh, definitely I'm definitely I'm definitely I think that's you know definitely going to be a lot of the Beehive Boy comic content is going to be centered around like working these conspiracies, working working dude. all that. They're definitely major flat Earth in in that yeah, comic. Yeah, no and, like, Beehive Boy. I mean, I mean not flat, flat Earth, Earth like a uh, Hollow Earth. I mean Hollow Earth. Oh shit! But yeah, no, I think I'm, I think there's definitely going to be a lot of talk about conspiracy stuff in in the in this comic, <laughs> and definitely lots of uh, actual. Uh, imaginings and realizations about uh, about those worlds for sure. So I definitely see yeah. it being uh, taking place over different realities and different dimensions. So I think there's going to be a lot of room for that stuff, which is going to be really fun. That's another fun thing to think about with all of the conspiracy stuff is like if like obviously like the most of the the stories or evidence or whatever people want to call it is like found carved in stone and all that stuff. But I always think of like people finding. Like, uh, in 5,000 years, someone finding, like, a comic book or, like, a collection of comic books and being like, oh, wow, this god, like, wore blue spandex and blue <laughs> and they worshipped him and everyone loved him. And, like, find, like, corpses with, like, Superman tattoos and be like, oh, here's the sign of a god. And so I always wonder, like, it would be so fucking funny if one of, like, I don't know, like, let's say, I'll just use Hollow Earth, just being, like like cheap entertainment like a comic book of something but 5000 years ago um i'm sorry there's no petroglyphs of of flat earth i'm i'm mixing up my conspiracy no there probably is there's probably drawings and fucking who knows i mean i mean it's pretty so it's pr- it makes fun. pretty it makes sense that the that people simple or simple people would conceive the earth as being oh. a flat plane i mean that makes yeah, sense yeah but I, I mean like the what is it called like the what is it when it, like so we're in a heliocentric but flat yeah, earth heliocentric basically. yeah um, they call them ball earthers or yeah, ball <laughs> you're earthers. such a wow. ball or you're such a ball earther such a square and they have another name for it too but i forget round uh, rounder round earthers and ball earthers maybe i forget can you be um, yeah can we call the baller but <laughs> ballers but yeah i mean if there's infinite realities aren't like isn't every conspiracy playing out somewhere like if there's infinite realities and infinite universes isn't everything happening somewhere so like it's just like we have a certain we have a certain set of conspiracies but then they'd all be like in another reality there'd be like a totally different set of conspiracies like every individ every like every eventuality is playing out through infinite time and space so like, isn't it all happening somewhere anyway? I so I I struggle with the <laughs> the infinite realities one because uh, like theoretically like as of now it is a perfectly sound theory but whether it's me being ignorant or like not wanting to believe it or whatever I still think that that theory has yet to really take ground with me. Um, it's kind of hard I to just, wrap your mind around, and we're probably. We're probably thinking about it, and you probably can't even approach a thought like that in a way where it's going to make any sense. So, like anything that we say about it, kind of is going to be like so amateur sleuthing that it like yeah does. It's like people that understood it would be like, I, I can't even try to explain this to you. You're a moron. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> yeah. So yeah, I definitely I I enjoy that theory, but I, I personally don't subscribe to it yet. Yeah. Um, but like you're saying, as soon as as soon as enough evidence piles up, then you got to change change your change your mindset. Yeah. Well, what is for sure, I think, is that you you know you have like you know you and I both do it every day. You truly do have the power to shift reality in your own life you know what i'm saying and that's something that that i think is the most pertinent information as far as when it comes to what reality is it's like there's no doubt that you have a profound effect on your own reality and that you can push it and move it and and also you know shift things for other people in good or bad directions and all that stuff so you know that that to me is the most interesting part about it and the most useful part about it you know what i'm saying yeah, absolutely. Um, like that ties back to what we were talking about earlier is like, if you just take that, all right, well, I can't do this. So what's one step I can do now? Like that, yeah. it sounds when, when people hear you can shape your reality, they, they think of fucking like namaste, like they, they, they stereotype people who, who sort of look into that sort of thing. Like, so it's almost like a negative thing to, you know, notice that sort of like pay attention to your mind, pay attention to your thoughts. But, yeah. um, you really can't once like shaping reality doesn't mean you're like time traveling or astral projecting somewhere. It just means you are taking an effort to give your life a form that you want. Yeah. And so like, like it sounds so, you know, it sounds kind of dumb just to say it, but, um, every, everything you do is a choice. Like if you go, if you decide to, fucking smoke too much weed and the next morning you suck and you can't go to training or something like that uh never done that um <laughs> are making you're making that decision and that is a decision that you made and obviously it's not in the direction that you want to go so if you pay attention to the small decisions that you make like whether it's like you know what i'm gonna eat out less so i can save money or if it's like i'm gonna do 20 push-ups a week and then i'm gonna do 25 push-ups a week it's just taking small steps one small thing, whatever comfortable step you're in is going to shape your reality. And like, again, like it's not, it's not about metaphysical. It's not about like meditation helps, but you don't need to do it. But, um, it's just taking a step and acknowledging that you can change your life. Yeah. Um, but like, I feel like people are just like, so they, it's, it's, I don't know. It's an uncomfortable thought for some people. Yeah. I think a lot of people, like we were saying, feel tired, feel helpless, feel, uninspired maybe just don't have examples of people of seeing people that they know you know making moves for themselves or or just that they're even when they do see people doing well i think a lot of people will like hate on other people for doing well and be like oh fuck that guy he's just you know someone's probably helping him out his parents are probably rich you know blah blah you know some 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 there is a certain mentality of people that if you have a if you have a negative outlook a negative attitude if you have a pessimistic mindset you can kind of justify everything and 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 really reinforce your own like incompetence you can be your own accomplice and just like, yeah that is self-sabotage you know yeah self-sabotage you know what I'm saying we talk about that all the time in, in camp and the workshop and and all that stuff i like how like we talked about like motivating yourself and, and <laughs> get into it and then we just went down this like this wormhole of alien shit and then we're like yeah yeah, yeah. uh and we seamlessly yourself. brought it back and we're like speaking of uh <laughs> speaking of reptile reality you know you can create your own reptile reality by going to you the pet store and buying a reptile <laughs> like, yeah totally do it up <laughs> Dude, and yeah um 
Oh shit! Like I, I remember um, you saying one of like the founding things of Ghost Scouts was like, if you start imagining your reality, it will start shaping itself. And like um, every year, Ghost Camp looks more and more like one of your drawings. And I've had, yeah. I've, I've noticed several people bringing that up. But like, you got the different layers, and you got different hills with different stuff going on. You got to manage this, and there's all these little things like, oh, over here are the painted rocks. Like here's the little bathing pool. Like here's the tiny waterfall, and it looks like one of your drawings. Yeah, yeah, I know uh, it's super weird, and that's yeah. I mean, I definitely feel like I am in that way super melding with reality here where i've where i you know first got in the woods in my first cabin and really got the idea of creating my reality from scratch and then living in a fort that i built basically with my dog and then kind of that manifesting the you know that leading into getting the opportunity to go out to you know design the world for adventure time which was like directly influenced by the time that i just spent the, for a few years living in that cabin in the forest and mm -hmm. then fucking how then i create this imaginary fantasy wood you know forest world for adventure time and then that allows me to buy this forest you know that was the plan was to you know save up that money and get this piece of property so we get this piece of property and now we're creating a real life imaginary adventure time world in the in the real world and then putting that it's like it's like it keeps leapfrogging it's like on paper in the world on paper in the world on paper you know it's like it's this crazy dance between you know the the imagination that's going on in my head to the paper to the real world and you know truly just using that was my initial you know uh uh you know breakthrough thought was like wow if i if i went and lived in the woods and had a forest and like built my own house and like built fun stuff in the woods and got other people involved like i would truly be everything in my life would be creative every single aspect of my life would be creative and that 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 would feed me and make me crazy powerful and i mean it totally worked it's amazing like that that actually was that insight was totally real and that i had the energy and the follow through and the focus and all that to put in the hard work to make everything happen and then everybody who's been involved and become a part of it now it's become so much bigger than me it's crazy that one little realization you can just have at one afternoon in the forest you know fucking in 2000 you know 13 years ago 14 years ago 15 years ago can you know can truly be the seed that grows this life that when i describe it to people are like wait how did you make that happen what are you doing like people don't even understand like what they're like dude your life is like a fairy tale i'm like just because i no wanted shit. it to be man it's just because yeah, i it wanted is. it to be you know it's, i made very unconventional decisions to get here i made decisions that probably a hundred out of a hundred people would not make you know what I'm yeah, saying? so yeah that, it's I, like, I find that happens sorry go ahead yeah yeah no that's it um i find that happens kind of a lot is like uh I don't know if it's like a scout thing or an art thing or whatever, but um, people, when you tell people like weird stuff you've done, people are just like, I just would never think to do that. Or like, I don't think I would ever be brave enough to do that. Or like, I it just, I don't know. I feel like creative minds are a lot more willing to try weird shit out. Yeah. And I think maybe it's just because we like, you know, we create and like, you know, if a drawing goes bad, we just throw it away and start a new one. And so if something goes wrong, you just fucking stop and do something else. But, mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it's, it's, I just think that as soon as you have that ambition to do something different, it's, it's, that's just where it starts. It's inception and it fucking gets in your brain and it becomes your life.
And yeah, that's true. And it all comes back to Tom Hardy, who you have a crush on it in Inception. It all comes back to Tom Hardy. The answer is always, always Tom Hardy. It's true. It's always Tom Hardy. <laughs> all right. Always. Sweet. Well, we just did an hour and 22 minutes. <laughs> it flies by. So we'll wrap it up here. Uh, I got to take a raging piss as usual at the end of the <laughs> podcast, drinking coffee. Um, and uh, and then, uh, yeah, so, so what do you, uh, where can people find you? What do you got going? Is there anything you wanted to share with the people? Yeah, sure. Um, the best way to see what I do is Instagram. I'm at heartbeasts. So it's like heartbeats, but beasts. Um, other than that, uh, my band is Ascend Ascend, Boston Hardcore. Uh, uh, yeah, other than that, shout out to the Ghost Scouts. Uh, shout out to Sad Clown City at Boys. Uh, yeah, smoke weed, draw Satan. Smoke weed, draw Satan. Dope. So Heart Beasts and yep. Ascend Descend is the name Correct. of your band. Sweet. That's it. All right, sweet. Well, we'll click off here and end it, and then we'll say bye on the other side. All right, sounds good, All man. All right. Oh, yeah. Now, if that didn't get you excited to jumpstart your life and also think a lot about extraterrestrial takeovers, I don't know what will. You know what I'm saying? That was a very, very fun conversation between friends that you came to hear. You know what I'm saying? That's how we do it at the Go Shrimp and Friends podcast. It is Go Shrimp and a friend making a podcast for all our friends out there, aka you, the listener, building up this community of creative thinking people motivating just like we're talking about if until you get that solid community put together for yourself we will be here we will be here broadcasting letting you know that there is a reality that you can create for yourself based upon the things that interest you the most in the world that's what it's all about going after your wildest dreams like your life dependent on it because guess what it does it totally does it totally does let me tell you one thing it totally does you may hear babies crying in the background well that's because there are babies crying in the background in this house Welcome to reality. Welcome to the baby dimension. Maybe we're hearing all the way into hollow earth where the kidnapped babies are being experimented on with the secret space program overseeing the whole thing. Think about it. You know what I'm saying? After this podcast, Michelle put me on to uh, com, which is G-A-I-A-M, which uh, I've definitely been targeted by their advertising before, and I've been interested in a bunch of trailers, and uh, she convinced me to dive in and take the 99-cent uh, month-long free trial um, just yesterday and today, and I'm already just balls deep. I'm so beyond balls deep. I'm nipples deep. Okay. I'm in over my head already loving it like a pig in gummies wallowing, wallowing, you know, like a pig in a beef stew jerky pit. That's where I am right now. I'm smoking weed, drawing the Beehive Boy comic and just listening to some dead serious motherfuckers talk about 
being in fucking meetings with aliens. It's the best thing ever. I love it. It's like X-Files in real life on Broadway, in your face, in your eyes, in your ears. I can't get enough of it. You know what I'm saying? So shout outs to uh, Michelle for jumping on the pod. Shout outs to everybody who signed up for the online group workshop. Uh, Last week, we've already got, we got eight people signed up already. So if you've been thinking about jumping on this juicy round three of the workshop, there are only two spots remaining. That's pretty insane. Um, I, you know, never uh, take for granted that these things are just going to keep selling out. So uh, I think it's amazing. Um, Shout out to everybody who signed up. Uh, It's going to be super, super fun popping off in mid January. I think it's January 14th. Um, it's going to be super fun, super motivational, going to be getting so much work done. Oh, who's this? Junie's talking to me from downstairs. <laughs> baby Juniper. Shout out to baby Juniper. You know what I'm saying? Being the light of my life along with the rest of my family. It's all about the family. You know how we do. Go Shrimp and friends and family and Go Scouts and cousins. Everybody is cousins. Trust me, we're all cousins. All right. If you listen to this podcast, we cousins. All right. That's already done. That's a done deal. So let's see. We got some more shout outs. Of course, we've got our Patreon page. You go to patreon.com slash go shrimp. If you are enjoying this podcast, if you want more of this podcast, if you want to get this podcast a few days early every week, you know what I'm saying? Pop over to Patreon, peel off a buck, and you'll get it started. I'll show me some love, show some support for the pod, and I'll get you the episode a couple days early. And then we got people at the $2 level, you know what I'm saying? Uh, someone like, shout out, Tryman Hunt again, you know what I'm saying? Showing some support. How about a little follow-up for Jesse Kukukadani coming through once again, getting the shout-out by name on the pod for supporting through Patreon. I cannot thank you two enough. Uh, hopefully, we'll get some other people jumping in and pledging to get the shout-out roll call expanded. Um, there's nothing more that I like than bringing together a community of inspired people people that are motivated, people that are super positive, dedicated to bringing that high morale lifestyle every day. The whole world is made up of decisions that are made every day, right? We all think that reality is one thing, but guess what? Reality is what we all wake up every day and choose to make it, okay? Think about that. Every single person has to wake up and buy back into this reality for it to be sustained, right? So what if, let me tell, let me ask you a question. What if, what if you started to deviate into a more personal reality, into a more satisfying reality, a reality filled with the things that interest you the most day in and day out. Think about the effect that that would have on you. Think about the power it would start to embody in you, that you would start to generate, that you would start to emanate, okay? As you grow in power, the people around you start to feed off of that. They start to get inspired. We are empowering people together, guys. You know what I'm saying? There's no reason you can't put in some work to bring your life closer 
to the version that you sit around and dream of. Like, man, I wish I didn't have to do this so I could do this thing. You know what I'm saying? So I could spend my days doing this thing, that thing, the things that interest me most. It's possible. Trust me. Like I said, I'm a fuck up. I'm a fucking, I should be nowhere. You know what I'm saying? And I am nowhere. I'm in the middle of the woods. I'm living in an alternate dimension. I'm living in my mind. Okay, I'm living deep inside my own mind exactly where I should be you know what I'm saying and you can get there too you got a brain you know what I'm saying if you only had a brain that you already have right now you could lead yourself to your own personal promised land you know what I'm saying and escape the grip of the shape-shifting reptilian overlords um so yeah guys until girls every human every alien listening to this uh let's give a little shout out to the aliens out there listening to this podcast i know y'all hear me extraterrestrials you know what i'm saying extra with extra testicles you know you know those et's got the mad testes you know those aliens come with the very high testosterone you know what i'm saying estrogen levels just dripping all over the floor in those spaceships you know what i'm saying in those organic intergalactic travel vessels you know um so guys until next week girls humans aliens everybody do yourself a favor plan it out you know what i'm saying give yourself a little task a little goal to accomplish this week that's going to bring you a little bit closer to living that dream life because it's one goal at a time one day one week one month you get a little bit closer all of a sudden boom you're starting to feel good because you're starting to see results Make sure you're getting a good night's sleep. Make sure you're eating nutritious, real food, not food products. You all know what I'm talking about. Make sure you're staying super hyped, super inspired. I'm doing my best to keep you there. You know I'm doing my best to keep you there. Get out, get some exercise, take a run. You know I love to run up in the woods, shoot some free throws, shoot some three-point shots up in the outdoor basketball court in the sports field built by the Go Scouts and myself because that's how we do it living in the dream dimension also think about it go scout training camp year seven we're going to be taking applications starting in january so peep it start to think about it i know it's just ringing bells for some of you right now it's like ding 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 along come have a sing along you know what i'm talking about you can hear it it's your destiny calling you it's that tingle in your most private parts and then you know it's your ghostiny to apply to ghost scout training camp and join the secret society of ghost scouts okay so what is left what is left is to make sure that everybody out there is you're focusing on getting your stuff done you're looking around the world, whether you agree with everything that's happening or not. You're trying to keep it positive. You're trying to keep it productive. You're trying to create your own reality in a way that it inspires and leaves room and helps other people to get to their dream reality. You know what I'm saying? We can all share in this equally. Okay. Quality is for everybody. We can do this in a way. We have enough resources. We have enough brain power. We just have to shift the paradigm. So let's shift this old paradigm over to a place where everybody is getting theirs.
That's the goal. That's the vision. That's the dream. All right. Till next week, set the goals. Be cool to people and spread the word. Tell a friend to tell a friend about the podcast. Subscribe to the podcast. Donate to the Patreon. Peace.